This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast session number 142. Success isn't always a straight line. Hello and welcome to session number 142 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm Annette Bone and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after two decades away. Yes, over 20 years being away from this passion of mine, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. This week, I get to share a wonderful, delightful conversation I had with the very accomplished Dr. Harold Arnold, speaker, author, podcaster, entrepreneur, all around great individual, and his son, Keelan, also known as Q Arnold, who is a dancer, choreographer, educator, and entrepreneur himself. And we have a very interesting conversation about how Q got into college on a forensic science scholarship but then switch to dance. I thought, wow, this would be a really great conversation because I talk a lot about having a great support system when you are pursuing dance or whatever else. It's great to have that support system you can go back to, and not everybody has that. And it's not to say that you can't succeed without one. But I thought it would be interesting to get a perspective from a dance dad, I guess you could call him a dance dad, and then his son, who out of the blue switched over to this art, this love of dance that we share. And so let's get into this wonderful, delightful, fun conversation with Dr. Harold Arnold and Q Arnold. I hope you enjoy this and learn from it. Hey, y'all, this is Keelan Q Arnold, creator of Get Groovy, the ultimate guide to learn hip-hop, social dance, and on cue. And you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. When parents say to their children, it doesn't matter what you do, we just want you to be happy. Do they mean it? Is it in the context that the parents are happy as long as it fits into the parameters of what the parents think is best? I thought it would be interesting to dive into this subject with my two accomplished guests today. Dr. Harold Arnold is a speaker, an educator, a podcaster, an author, and founder of The Pursuit of Influence, which teaches strategies for developing organizations, teams, and families with extraordinary influence. His son, Keelan, also known as Q Arnold, is a dancer, choreographer, educator, and entrepreneur, and currently holds faculty positions at New York University and Gibney Dance Center in New York City. He has his Bachelor of Arts from Penn State University and his Master of Fine Arts from Ohio State. He is the creator of Get Groovy, a course designed to help you better understand how to embody rhythm using hip-hop dance concepts and vocabulary. I am so excited to have these two awesome guests on the podcast today. How are you guys doing? Great. Annette. Thank you so much for having uh, having us on. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. I had a 
quote unquote dance dad. He actually has a daughter that dances. And so he's really into it. He dances himself. And I thought I would take another perspective on this because um, you didn't know that uh, Q was going to change his direction from, (laughs) I thought it was so interesting, from forensic scientist to dancer, entertainer, choreographer. How was that when you found that out? Because I thought, Wow, here um, is this guy. He's on. He's he got the scholarship mm-hmm. to study forensic science. Um, his parents think he's on the right, uh, quote unquote, right track. And then turns out he bypasses that and goes for dance and spends his time dancing and lets all that other stuff go. And then his girlfriend at the time freaks out because she's thinking, "Oh my goodness, I'm going to be with this scientist and we're going to have this quote unquote secure future." And then he tells you, "I think." Oh my goodness! What is what are you thinking? I'm I'm interested in how all you know how that process was between between the two of you, and you can both talk at the same time. One of you go for whatever you want to do. Uh, what was that process like? Yeah, well, uh, I think we may Keelan and I ha- may have two different views <laughs> of what that process was like. Probably, um, I think it's a it's interesting because you know as a parent. You, you just want you want what you believe is best for your kid. And part of best for your kid is, you know, of an ability to sustain yourself, you know, financially, uh, relationally, spiritually as an adult. Uh, so I think that's what most of us parents want. And certainly, uh, you know, that's that's part of it. And then the other part of it is. You don't get to practice being a parent. You're not one one day and then you are one. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and, Ke- and Keelan being our eldest, you know, it's one of those things where on the job, on the job training. So I, I that's my uh, way of saying, you know, who, who knows whether you're you actually do everything um, the best way or not, you just do the, it the way that feels best to you at the time. And the, you know, f- from my vantage point, you know, I look at it and say, Keelan in high school had a, you know, some proclivity towards, um, you know, math science things that came fairly easy for him. And he actually chose science. You know, I don't think we pushed that on him, but he chose that. And we were very supportive of that because we could see how that could you know, be a good, you know, live livelihood for him. And so we certainly were in full support of that. Uh, and then he got our, you know, full ride to Penn State in the Everly College of Science. And so, you know, as parents, you know, we're doing cartwheels. We're excited. Uh, only later did we learn that he wasn't, he wasn't doing, going to the classes and things that we thought he was, that he would be doing. And, um, you know, and so down the, down the line, we learn that, that dance is what he seems to be spending all of his, his uh, valuable time doing. Uh, and, you know, that for me as a parent, I think for both of us as parents, we feel like that's uh, kind of some jacked up priorities given, you know, what is funding you to be at Penn State. Uh, and so that was from my vantage point, that's what the issue was for us that don't jeopardize the hand that feeds you and uh, make sure you have something that's going to pay for you long term. So, you know, that, and so I'm sure Keelan has his own kind of perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, my, my perspective, uh, and my process really was, uh, to 
that I didn't have an understanding really of what I wanted to do growing up uh, within the household. And so when I was growing up, it was like, I always tease and we always talk about uh, my dad saying, do whatever you want, just don't do a basket weaving major. And <laughs> we never, like, what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> but like, in my mind as a kid, that it meant like, do the things that are going to, as you, as my dad said, make you money, sustain you. Um, and to my, I think to my parents and society in general, the, the arts were never really a thing, uh, to do just that. And so that was never, I was it was never an option, um, to me. Uh, so when I'm thinking, okay, math, science, I'm thinking, what do I possibly like within the options that I have? Um, and so dance kind of snuck up on me uh, throughout my life, um, but it, it never got uh, oxygen to, to fan that flame until I left the house and was just like, what do I want to do? What do? What is attracting me? Um, and science definitely was not that thing. Uh, and I ended up getting immersed within a culture and community, uh, where dance was, uh, foregrounded and I, I just caught on, um, and went with that flow. And, uh, so it ended up being something where, where money just didn't, it didn't matter. Uh, the fact that I had a scholarship didn't matter. Um, and a lot of, that thinking came from an immature mind, um, but also a purely focused and passionate mind um, when it came to dance. So um, I, I definitely turned into a, just a one-track-minded uh, person once I found dance without being under the roof of my parents. Harold, did you feel like you failed as a parent because of what had happened? I was wondering about that. I thought, I wonder if it, he it had made him feel inadequate in some sense that he didn't do his job. And like what you said, you know, being a parent, it's like on the job training and you just never know. What were you feeling besides the fact of, well, you need to make use of this scholarship? What other feelings came up? I 100% did not feel like a failure. No, I, that didn't, that never crossed my mind um, uh, or my feelings. The, you know, I feel like, I felt like we set Keelan up to be successful. Um, I felt like we, we gave him this structure, you know, to be a good student. Um, we gave him the, the motivate. No, I don't know what I would say motivation, but, the, you know, we've certainly threw out the ideas of whatever you do, be excellent at it. I mean, that's one of the mantras that I've always said to my kids. Um, and the, and so, no, I didn't feel like a failure at all. I just felt like, okay. And what I told him before any of the dance stuff even came up, um, it, when he had this full ride to Penn State, I, I said, Keelan, 
don't lose the scholarship. <laughs> so <laughs> if you lose the scholarship, you got a problem. Uh, and so he, I said that I'm sure he understood that uh, at least at some level, whether he really internalized it, I don't know. But, um, but so it wasn't for me really as much about him, you know, him changing the ma- the major from uh, forensic science to dance. Um, I think, it, you know, it, at one level, that decision really didn't bother me at all at one level, because once he kept, was able to keep his scholarship. Um, so that was part of my issue. Um, but at the, at the other, at the, um, at the other level, you know, I wanted him to, if, I wanted to know that he was really committed to this. And at that point, that wasn't clear to me. You know, uh, I still felt yeah. because I saw I saw him being irresponsible in college. I saw him shirking his responsibilities to go to class and doing these. So what I'm seeing is feels like immaturity in your responsibilities. So that's getting associated with dance. And so I think, you know, I I errantly associated you're being immature, you're dancing. And I put those things together when I think I really should have been, in retrospect, I think I should have been, Keelan, you're being immature, period, in the way you're handling your class, you know, you're dealing with class, your class responsibility. And I should not have, that should not have had anything to do with dancing. Um, and so... You know, I mean, it's a longer story as far as what unfolded. I don't know whether we'll get into that um, or not. But but so to answer your question, no, I never felt like a failure uh, as a parent. I felt like we did, you know, the best we could. And I didn't feel like we railroaded them into choosing anything. I felt like it was his choice, what he majored in. And, you know, I it didn't. The only thing that bothered me was when I felt like he was shirking his responsibilities as a student. And jeopardizing his scholarship, which was his education. And, you know, we had a kind of understanding that if he lost the scholarship, then I don't know how he's going to get through school. So does that answer your question? It does answer my question. Q, did you feel any guilt as you were going through this and before you went to your parents and told them your decision? I didn't feel guilty about the decision. No, Um as my dad said, it's hard to it's hard to talk about uh, the decision to switch to dance without talking about who I was as a person, because I was immature. I was making a lot of uh, bad decisions inside and outside of the classroom, um, and so those things were weighing heavy in our relationship at the time, um, and so. As my dad said, dance kind of just got intermixed within that, within all of this extra stuff. Um, and so I felt guilty about all of that stuff um, and me just not living up to who I felt like I should be. But at the end of the day, I knew dance was what I wanted to do. And there was no question about that for me. Uh, so I was like, in, in that regard, I was like, no, I, I have no, I have no guilt about that. 
I understand that I'm pigeonholing myself into this one thing. If I do, if I decide to major in this, I'm not going to be able to go back to science or to anything else. And that did not matter to me. And so, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty confident um, once I found dance that that's what it would be for the rest of my life. So why did you go the university route and not the um, just getting into the professional commercial or concert realm without finishing college? Why did you decide that you wanted to get your degrees? Because it was practical to me. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do if I'm going to do dance, something that is typically looked at as a uh, non-lucrative position, how can I make it as lucrative as possible financially um, and put myself in the best position? And at that time, I was already in the university. uh, So I was like, and I have this full scholarship. So why waste the full scholarship to go and pursue something that I have really no idea about at the time? And so uh, I looked at it as God putting me in a position and a platform to grow and to learn about the field for free. And so, and then in the future, I got full full ride and a stipend for grad school to do the same thing. And so me being fresh and new, yet 18 at the time, and which is a fairly, fair, not necessarily fairly late for males, but um, definitely for females in a lot of ways, uh, considered to be a late bloomer knowing that and that I had to catch up and learn about the field, uh, being able to be in a safe environment uh, was a good place to do that. Harold, you wrote a blog post about 50 things that you tell your younger self. And I really liked number 20, where you said you run toward you would run toward your destiny rather than away from your detractors. So in this context of um, Q pursuing this dance career and things changing and him being irresponsible at that time. Did you write this in terms of thinking about this? Was this be, I, I didn't look at the date of the post. I wasn't sure if it was dated or not, but mm-hmm. would you apply this to him as well? Like talking to him or this more toward yourself? Well, I wrote it well after he was, I think that would be after he had, had um, finished there. But um, I think maybe when I was in grad school. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think I would say it probably for for both of us because I think I would say it for anyone. I I have this, I guess, what for me is a truism that, and I've told this to my kids before too, about running towards something rather than away from something, and. I kind of look at that as words to live by that, you know, what, what is it that it's apparent for you to do? And when you have a sense of that, then you give it all that you have, you leave it all on the floor, you you know, you leave it all on the field. Um, And that's how I've tried to live my life. And that's how I've tried to teach my kids to live their lives. Uh, I think the, the, challenge here is when, you know, for me, I did not, I did not perceive dance as 
where where Keelan's heart was at that time. So, you know, as he was saying, it's not like we grew up, like he was growing up in our home and he was, um, that he had gone through all this dance stuff, you know, classes and stuff as a kid. And then he's getting to the end of high school and he wants to go forward and be a dancer. And it, it, that's not how it played out. He was kind of doing some dance stuff on this side peripherally. Um, and, you know, I had honestly no sense. And, you know, maybe it's my, you know, my my life, lack of insight. I don't know. But I had no sense that that was something that was going to be his passion portfolio. I had zero sense of that. Um, I don't know, honestly, in retrospect, how I would have felt if I did have that. Um, I would like to believe that I would have eventually accepted that. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would have out of hand just been like, Oh yeah, I love this idea. Um, I, I, knowing me, I, that doesn't sound like me. Uh, but at the same token, if I believe something is true to you and that this is what you are truly investing yourself in, and it is something that I believe is consistent with, you know, our values and things of that nature, then I would like to believe that I would have eventually come to support that um, if I saw that type of commitment and consistency. That seems like me. Um, but it, I don't know if that makes sense, Annette. It does. It does make sense. And you also have me thinking about um, you helped him develop his course, right? His uh, his online course. Well, I, I don't I can't take any credit for that I, other than encouraging him to do it <laughs> to, you know, you can do this and you should do this. And, you know, I. But at any given time, there's probably five things I'm trying to encourage Keelan to do entrepreneurially. <laughs> uh, but I will say that I believe that the course is a great, um, I believe that it's been so well received and that he did a fantastic job. I'm so proud of what he produced there. Um, I thought it was excellently done. And, um, and I, I believe that it's a proxy for what, you know, just what he's capable of doing as an entrepreneur. And so I, I seek to encourage that, uh, that in him, but I can't take any cre other credit for anything that he did with putting the courts together. Uh, okay. Cause when I watched uh, the other interview, it sounded like, well, well, he must've just been referring to the fact that you encouraged this entrepreneurial pursuit in relation to his passion. So Q with the, you know, the, the t-shirts that you have, the attire is really cool. I really like the design. Did you design that? And was that before the course, after the course? And are you trying to develop other physical products uh, with your dance line? Well, thank you, Annette. Um, I did not design it myself. I collaborated with a friend of mine uh, named Daiga, who I met, who was a student of mine at Ohio State. Um, and so we ended up collaborating. I had the idea in my head, but um, I'm not a visual artist um, in any kind of sort. So needed his help on that. Yeah, the I am. I'm in the midst of really thinking about what is. Uh, I mean, on, on Q stands for uh, connecting through creativity, unity, and empowerment. 
Um, and so I'm constantly trying to think about uh, how I can create products that, that serve people within uh, dance or interested in dance and moving um, while uh, also sustaining uh, a business with it. So uh, the, the merchandise is one way. The Get Groovy course is another um, constantly. As a dancer, you're usually constantly your own product. So as a, as a teacher, I'm constantly thinking about, uh, my, my, uh, my classroom and, um, my pedagogical product and how that is, um, interacting with students. Um, and then how I can systematize that eventually, um, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm my mind's constantly churning, uh, in that, that way. And a lot of that is due to the encouragement of, of my dad, um, as he tries to do his, his own entrepreneurial pursuits. You had said in that interview about, um, I might be pr- uh, not getting this right, but I'm paraphrasing, my craft is my life and networking is caring about other people, not just about getting ahead. You had mentioned something about speaking at what's your number conference. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, what, what interview are you? <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> this is, I'm like, man, she taking something out of me. I was like, when did I say that? That was good. Um, <laughs> it's on your website. <laughs> okay, okay, got you, got you. Um, that's so funny. Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? <laughs> well, you, I really like what you said about, um, about uh, the question to you from this person was, you know, do you have any kind of outside hobbies? And you said your craft is your life and about ne- how important it is to network. And it's, and networking is about caring about other people. It's not just about what is in it, it, what is in it for you and about you getting ahead. And then you mentioned something about going to this or speaking at this thing called what's your number conference. So I, I don't think I've heard of that. So I want to hear more. Oh about that. yeah. What's your number? was a, uh, it was another event created by a student within my hip hop class at Ohio State. And she was, um, I forget the organization that she was a part of, uh, but she ended up uh, collaborating to create an event at Ohio State to encourage people about their influence and how many people you influence each and every day. Um, so what's your number was the, the question about how many people do you influence every time you go out um, and take another breath in life? Um, and so I, I got to uh, she ended up asking me to, to speak there um, during that conference. And uh, it was one of it was a really powerful, a powerful moment uh, just to share, share my testimony uh, with the hopes to uplift that that uh, message that they were trying to. Yes. Well, I, could I just interject there? I mean, uh, that has nothing to do with me, but just to say, I, I feel as I listen to uh, Q there that that's part of what I think I've really uh, most appreciated about this journey with him and just becoming um, just more clear, more poignant, I guess, with what the hip hop movement means to him, that it is about relationships and collaboration and partnerships and 
that it's not just about the music, but it's about the musicality, as he likes to say, uh, but also about the community and the connections. Yes. I've really valued that aspect of what he's pursued. And ultimately, I think that's the part of entrepreneurship, period. And I think he sees that natively as part of what he's here to do. Uh, And as a parent, I value, you know, I value that as well. And I'm, I'm glad to see it. For me, it feels like generosity and that aligns very well with, as a parent, with what I want my kid to be and to espouse. And so as I listen to your question, that's what I think of being most proud of about his this part of his journey. Yes, it's really interesting, the hip hop dance, the dance community as a whole, there's different segments with the different genres. And you definitely do find that. And I've found that going back into the into the dance world after being gone from it for so long that this community existed, which either I was ignorant to it when I was dancing way back when, because I was just way too inward and too self-conscious, but it might have always been there and I just never noticed it. And then to have that and to see the community coming together, not only for movement's sake, but for other purposes and other causes. It's really an amazing thing to watch. And um, because of podcasting and me being back into dance, I cannot believe the kind of relationships that I've fostered because of dance. And so um, I'm glad that you see that, Harold. And I want to say also that I really enjoyed your interview, the two of you that did that you did together. And when you talked about, I loved when you talked about leadership being influence. Mm-hmm. And when you talked about the word, um, influence being um, to flow into and you talked about that. Oh my gosh, I love that. And so I know you see that in in Q and obviously you embody that in your family life and in your leadership and your business. So thank you so much for sharing that. I really was encouraged hearing that. That's awesome. Well, thank you. So I'm going to go into what I call the dance printering quick step. And I want each of you to answer these questions because it'll be different and interesting. And because it's dance related, Harold, it'll be interesting what you say about it. (laughs) I'd be glad you have edit capabilities. Yeah. (laughs) So whoever wants to go first or if you want to go back and forth. Okay. So the first question is dance style you haven't tried, but would (laughs) like to and why? (laughs) Every single dance style for him. (laughs) (laughs) um wow um a dance style i haven't tried uh i don't think i've done any dance styles and so but i think the thing if i could pick one let me answer it that way if i could pick one that i could actually be i i actually took salsa classes with my wife and I really enjoyed the time with her. I was so stressed out doing it that it made it a little challenging to enjoy. But um, but just the 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 movement of it, the the do you know the ability to do it together that kind of attracted me. And the interplay of the two people, not just dancing by yourself, like with a lot to me, a yes. lot of hip hop to me is like solo. 
Uh, and that's my perspective. I'm sure Kima would critique that. But it feels, a lot of it feels solo. And so I like the interaction, um, that, that the almost give and take and the ebb and flow that I found doing salsa classes with my wife. So I think that's where I'm going to hang my hat. Aww. Hmm. That's so special. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> Stop. Mine, mine would be Argentine tango. Uh, that was my next oh, answer. Yes. That was my next one. Right. You would hurt yourself doing that thing. I think the, the, the power in it, it's, it's very, uh, it usually is pretty slow in comparison to a lot of uh, other dance forms, but the power that that the the dancers hold within it in that uh sustainness um is just always yes. uh so it speaks to me in a lot of ways and um I admire their ability to 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 hold that presence and so um that's something that I haven't tried that I definitely dream I would I don't know dream about but uh would definitely be awesome to be a part of oh yes I I agree that's one style I haven't tried that I would love to as well so, Harold, who is your favorite dancer or choreographer and why? <laughs> well, um, my favorite dancer. I, my favorite dancer is my son, um, easily. Um, that feels like that's cheating, though, to give that answer. But I'm going to go with it. Uh, the, the, I mean, for me, you know, it's one of these situations where I think Keelan is – I've gone to his performances um, and I enjoy being there because I enjoy when I can see him do his thing and flow in his thing. But otherwise I don't know that I would be there um, just to take it all in. And so, so yeah, I think it's generally just, I enjoy seeing him do, his thing that gives me as a parent that gives me um, a sense of pride that he's taken it seriously, that he's taken it to the next, to the next level that he's pushing to be the absolute best at it, that he can be, that he's making the sacrifices that are necessary to do that. Those are all the things that, as a parent, you want to see your kid do and whatever. And so he's chosen dance. And so he's by far my favorite dancer. I figured you would say that. And I love the answer that you gave. So Q, I, I think I know who you're going to say, but it'll be interesting to see if it's these same people based on your interview. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I was like, man, how does she know that? Um, <laughs> well, it's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's hurtful. That's hurtful. <laughs> um, no, seriously, uh, it, it it would still have to be Keone Madrid. Mo- I mean, for one, he is within. He he is he has made his own style within um, hip hop, which is really hard to do. Um, he's part of a Filipino community that is uh, so close-knit and supportive of one another that they're creating their own uh, culture within that has spawned from hip-hop styles. But at the end of the day, uh, it's because 
he wears his uh his faith um on his sleeve um while doing it all yes. and uh he ha- he has no apologies about it and to to see what platforms he has been on whether it's thousands or millions of views on YouTube or uh he and his wife uh just got done i think they were in the semifinals of world of dance uh, yes so and they they just have blown up and he had again he's been achieving that success while totally sticking to his values as a as a person um and as a mover uh so that's just something i constantly admire yes i definitely agree with you on that q and i read an article, I don't know if it was part of a Christian magazine or or not. And this is when I was just finding out about Keone and Mari. And besides the obvious of their, their uh, choreography abilities and the way they tell stories through their movement, what got me is the way they live their lifestyle. And that's what really got me when I was reading the interview. It wasn't about the dance, even though that's very obvious. It was uh, who they were as people and as believers. And that really attracted me to them. So I totally hear what you're saying on that. So the last question on this is, Harold, what is the dance style that currently describes your evening right now and why? Describes my evening. Um, Since it's evening over, well, it's evening here too, but you know, well, at the time of this. All of, my, all of my evenings tend to operate fairly similarly they I call them my second shift and I'm it's part of my passion portfolio and so it's 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 if I can relate it to a dance the robot I, I, what'd you say <laughs> the robot the robot <laughs> I wasn't exactly thinking that I was thinking of something that was more smoothly flowing uh what would that be, Q? Um, Lyrical, oh gosh, maybe. Definitely. Not. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But um, something that definitely has that that a flow to it that is more continuous rather than discrete. Um, okay. And that that kind of defines who I am and what I do just kind of keep the prep every evening, just trying to push towards, you know, what I believe God has me here to do. Um, and with a consistency, a commitment to it. So whatever dance style embodies that, that's probably me. <laughs> well, I'm thinking lyrical because it the flow and I'm thinking the balance and the harmony mm-hmm. of it. And well, it sounds good. A, you know. it sounds good. Yes. To me. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> lyrical it is. Okay, lyrical. So how about you, Q? What is the dance style that is currently describing your mood right now and why? I would say capoeira, uh, mm. just because it's so grounded, uh, talking about, you know, flow and, yeah, flow, flow and groundedness. My evenings are usually pretty uh, on the chill side, um, or at least I like to be that way. Um, so... So yeah, I would I would say that because of the groundedness and and the flow of it. 
If you guys want to find out more about uh, Harold and also Q, they each have their own businesses, their websites. You have to check them out. You can go to haroldarnold.com. And Q's website is Q4, and it's the number four, Christ.wordpress.com. I'll link all of this information in the show notes. Thank you both so much for your time and your enthusiasm and energy. I really enjoyed our conversation. And thank you so much again. Well, thank you, Annette. It was certainly a pleasure to converse with you. And uh, I can tell we have a, have a lot in common, maybe not in my dancing ability, but certainly <laughs> in, my, in, my, in our spirits. So yeah, it's, good to, yeah, it's good to uh, chat with you. Definitely appreciate the, the conversation. What you're doing uh, through the podcast is, is really awesome for the dance community. So please keep it up. Um, definitely have, have my support. If you would like to continue this conversation, I would love to have you in my private Facebook group, The Dancepreneuring Collective. Send me a direct message on Facebook and I will happily add you and I would love to get to know you better. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either iTunes, actually now it's Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, Stitcher Radio or Google Play. And that way I can continue approving the podcast as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.